Welcome to episode 19 of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And this is Greg. And this is the podcast where we're talking, thinking, making, and drinking some cocktails. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Shannon. So what do we got got tonight? We are taking a little trip. A little trip to the south side of the United States. Okay, where are we going to be? Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, yeah. Viva Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. We were just there just a couple weekends ago, so... We wanted to put together an episode that talked about where we ended up finding to drink and uh, some of the fun stuff we had there. A drinking journey of Las Vegas. A journey of uh, of good, delicious drinking, and we kind of limited our our our, our yeah. perusings, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We um, went downtown, so people like to call it Fremont area, but um, it encompasses just a little bit more than that. We didn't go to the Strip this time. No, we stayed pretty much exclusively down there in the Fremont area, and. Soon you'll find out why. Yeah, we're pretty excited. Um, we'd gone, taken a trip a couple, what, a couple years ago, I guess now? It's been a couple years now. Um, and went to some of the arts areas and stayed downtown and had such a great time. Um, and one of the things that we discovered is that there's a lot of really good cocktail places in Nevada that aren't on the Strip. Exactly. And the, the, definitely that arts area you mentioned is like kind of a rejuvenation kind of, of the area. What is that? East? West, south of the south of Fremont, Fremont East, I think is Fremont the, East is, is what they're the calling it. Area, so yeah. it's like a rejuvenation of that area. So it used to be pretty sketch, and some areas still mm-hmm. are kind of sketch, but it's up and coming. But we found a few places that uh, aren't so far out that are really, really good. Yeah, and you know it's kind of interesting. So some of that area had been going through some rejuvenation, mm-hmm. um, primarily sponsored by Zappos, the the shoe company yeah, yeah. that's whenever, online whenever we asked anybody we were like well who how's this all happening kind of they're kind of like spearheading those uh loans and stuff for folks out there which is which is cool kind of rejuvenating that area which can be really cool but it you know it's it's gonna take some time but it's getting really it's getting re- gonna be really nice yeah las vegas is one of those weird areas that if you are in the downtown area it was always a lot seedier than other places on the outskirts of Las Vegas. So I think what they're trying yep. to do is kind of flip that around again. And yeah, so they're the, going to put that on the, put that on its head. Right, so the urban area is actually somewhere you'd want to stay as opposed to get out of because it's, a little, right. it's creepy. Exactly. <laughs> so so there's, there is a careful balance of that in that area right now. There's a few places that if you just start yelping when you're down there, you can find the places to eat and stuff. But definitely... You know, keep your wits about you when you're traveling. But ideally, the places that we're going to talk about today are going to be pretty well-trodden, and you're not going to have to go through too much of a war zone to get to these guys. No, super fun places, though. Um, we went with a group of people for uh, multiple birthdays, mm-hmm. right? Kind of, kind so of the, end of, the end of June kind of encompasses overlapping birthdays with our crew. Yeah. And uh, so we ended up this, this year getting taken... Taking the group to Las Vegas, and it was a good time. And the most, and most of us are are cocktail aficionados, Absolutely. so we're all very excited to go. And so, one the first place that we went to, don't worry, we'll we will we'll make drinks this episode. Right, this this oh. is going to feature heavily on the talking <laughs> element of talking, thinking, making, drinking. But we will be making a drinking too. Do not worry about that. So the first place that we went to, uh, we were so excited because the time that we were there before, we found this wonderful establishment it's called downtown cocktail room oh yes downtown and cocktail it's room. in that fremont east district 
And it's it's fun because when you go there, it's like an old um, storefront, mm-hmm. but you can't figure out how to open the door, which is super entertaining to me. It has that whole like speakeasy element. And, it, and it's completely and, on purpose, we found out, because if you spend any time downtown, you realize it is a madhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's noise and people just in all states of disarray yeah, I think doing whatever it is they do. And like they just didn't want to have the next dude that put his hand on the door just to come right through. So they've got a secret kind of side entrance to the little cutout storefront type yeah. of thing. And, and don't, don't give up. Don't, don't give, give up, up. And don't worry about just padding around the door to try to get in there. We're not going to give away the secret no. here. We had to do it. We were stumbling there pushing on the door. Finally we found it. And then, of course, you realize that you know there's a certain set of tables right there that are just sitting there for the exclusive purpose to watch people pad around and try to find the door. But And that's where we camped out for And that's for where we camped couple, out, too, couple for a days. couple times, too. And <laughs> if someone gives up and they look like they're not too crazy, we'd run after them and be like, hey, come in here. This is or if they in. look like they were there to meet somebody and they just literally yeah. couldn't figure it out, we'd go <laughs> save them. But, you yeah. know, any old drunk that was just, like, stumbling around, we yeah, we'd yeah. just let them go by. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. And, you know, the strange thing is a lot about, I noticed that several of these places, or at least a couple of places we went to, their big push is to be not like, to be different than what you're experiencing outside. And I think that's part of what really attracted mm-hmm. us to it, too. Because that is too fun to be in the push and the crowd and the crazy. But you, you got, if you want to get away from it sometimes, too. And these places we're going to point out are going to be like little, little oasis. Oasai. Oasai yeah, to get perfect away. Yeah, that's, that's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah, you're in the fray the rest of the time you're in Vegas, it seems like. There's so much going on and there's, Absolutely. you know. But the, the places we're going to talk about today in, in general, I think every single one of them all have that in common, are places you can go and actually have, sit and have a conversation. It's quiet. There's no slot machines. You know, it's... Uh, well, the whole, the whole uh, that whole new area of town is going to be like that too with mm-hmm. the nicer, a little bit... I mean, I'm not talking ritzy, but just no. a tiny bit better eating establishments and stuff. And places that you could see somebody local going to and eating and wanting yeah. wanting to come into the city to be able to eat there. And I think that's what they're trying to do. More craft, um, yep. foodie, like that whole, you know, where people are, are focused on quality as opposed mm-hmm. to quantity, you know, which is unusual in Vegas when you're a visitor. Definitely, yeah. Um, but probably not. It's probably, if you live in Las Vegas, it's probably where you would want to go. You're right. Right. Anyway, kind of an aside there off of the downtown cocktail room, yeah. which is one of our favorites. Yeah, so downtown cocktail room. It's difficult to find your way in, which is charming to me. But when you get in, it's they have done a really good job of kind of sectioning out the seating and um, and they really focus on craft cocktails. And it's not as far as being far out away from uh Fremont. It's not that far. Oh, no. It's, it's like just it's just a couple of streets. Not even it's pretty much right in Fremont. I don't even remember the cross street. Do you remember the cross street on that? It's Fremont. I don't. And I don't. But just look it, it up. Carson? It's really not, not that Carson. Carson. My, Carson is like a Carson's street where down. Carson Kitchen is. Yeah, I don't. It's yeah. it's really close. It's definitely walking yeah. distance. If You'll you're be, on Fremont, if you're staying, at, let's say Gold Nugget, you you're walking there easily. Yeah, it's no problem. So the wonderful wonderful thing about this place is one of the many wonderful things. <laughs> I mean, they really they really do focus on craft and. Um, I think they've been open for like 13 years, I think, something like that. Mm-hmm. 
And they have a really cozy, nice little vibe, mm-hmm. which I really like. Well, the first time we were there a couple of years ago, we were able to just go right up to the bar, sit at the bar, you know, us and a couple of our friends, and got great service from the bartender there, and, and amazingly good cocktails. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was right during happy hour, but the last time we were there, it was a little bit busier, so people are, like, catching on to what's going on down there. And they do um, seasonal menus. They bring out new, new menus, you know, um, but the best part is what Greg just said, happy hour, because it's the only place I have ever been. Hold on to your hats, guys. I love this so much. It's the best half-off happy hour in Las Vegas. Absolutely. They do half-off of everything on their menu. All the drinks, half-off. And to the cocktail person out there that we're speaking to, you know what that means. It's half-off of- You're getting your $12 cocktail for, for six, six bucks. bucks. Same you're, exact you're cocktail. Cheap. We were there with, uh, you know, like I said, our group of friends. And what was there? Nine people. Yeah. And we were drinking and, you know. We all Sam, had about three. We had at least had a three apiece. <laughs> and the bill was not anywhere where you'd think it would be at all. We were just like, it's how much? Did they forget some? Yeah. It, it's it was crazy. Amazing. It's such a crazy good deal for such quality drinks. And they're all craft style. They're not just slopping together stuff at happy hour and pouring you something right out of the gun. They're no. not doing that. It's the same drinks they are serving the rest of the menu. And the same menu, which it, it just blows my mind. So their happy hour is um, from 4 to 7, Monday through Saturday. So, so go there. It also includes Saturday. Go there. Which is incredible. So one of the things I thought we'd do, because I really enjoyed their menu... And they have their own original drinks, and they also have some mm-hmm. classic drinks. So I thought maybe we should start with one of the drinks that was on their menu. Let's do Actually, that. I'm going to feature two of the drinks that were on their menus okay. tonight as our drinks. So let's start with making a drink. Okay, let's um, do that. From the downtown cocktail room menu. Let's do it. So the first drink we're going to make is called the Scofflaw. Mm-hmm. Kind of a classic, classic drink, It is, drink, and right? um, it was a Prohibition cocktail. Very and nice. just in case you're curious what the definition of scoff law is, it is a person who flouts the law, especially by failing to comply with a law that is difficult to enforce effectively, which exactly perfect for uh, prohibition. Prohibition, exactly. Okay. So what we're going to need is we're going to need our shaker. Okay. Shaker is out. And you're going to need your measuring device. Got it. Got and that. let's uh, throw a cocktail glass in the freezer for a minute while we go ahead and make this. I've already got it set in there right now. Okay, so we're going to put some ice in the shaker. Our little ice for the shaker. Here we go. Okay, and we're going to do two ounces of whiskey or bourbon. Okay, what do we got here today? I used whiskey. Um, I actually used whiskey from a small distillery um, in the Northwest. Okay, here so. we go. There it is, and it's now. It's called Billy. The whiskey we're using is Billy. Billy. And oh, it's that's from the stuff from McMinimums. Uh, McMinimums, yeah. That has a distinctive taste to it. It's really good. So here we go. That is in there. This can, you know, this can kind of, this drink can hold up to a, a stronger flavored bourbon sure. or whiskey. Yeah, so, so you can do that Wild Turkey 101. You could do something oaky. Definitely would stand up to it, yeah. Yeah, it's not going to hurt it. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do an ounce of dry vermouth. Okay, we're going to probably use the, what are we using here today? What do you got there? What's, what's that bottle? Hand that to me. I know. It's Dolan. Okay, Dolan dry. Okay, yep. very good. Then we're going to do a half, oh, sorry, a quarter of an ounce of fresh squeezed lemon juice. Okay, that is prepared, and it is now in there. And don't worry, I squeeze a full lemon, and we're going to use the rest of the lemon in the second recipe, just in case you need to need to know. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to do a half an ounce of grenadine. Okay, so we got 
the Grunity down in the fridge. Here we go. That really bright color. Yeah, and I'm going to pull the um, orange bitters out of the cupboard, so we need to throw two dashes of orange bitters okay. into there. This is that, again, we're going to use the Angostura brand orange, but whatever you guys have, use that. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, shake that sucker up. All right, here Let's, we uh, go. And I'm going to pull the glass out of the out of the freezer. I'm also going to pull a strainer. Very I mean, nice. I fresh squeezed the lemon juice and hadn't strained it yet, so I'm going to go ahead and strain it when we pour it here. Let, yeah, we're going to we're going to pour it out of that uh, mixing. We're going to pour it out of the shaker mm -hmm. to kind of that slotted top, but we're going to go right into through that uh, conical that conical uh, filter as well. It was too. such a small amount of lemon juice, probably don't have to, but yeah. I like a clear drink, so. This All drink right, is go. a crazy, crazy color because of that grenadine. Um, that pour it, is really nice. Look at the color. That it, that does look great. It's going to be like a kind of a... It looks like it has Campari in it. It does. Color, it, yeah. it almost does look like a Campari drink, but it definitely is not. Hmm. Um. So, all right. Well, here's the here's your drink. Let's give that a shot. All right. Let's see what you think about that. Cheers. Cheers. Like I said, Prohibition style for flouting the law. For flouting the law, like... Like we're we're want to do here at at uh, at uh, amateur bartending here for amateur people. What do you think, babe? I think it's really good. Um, like I said, I had actually had this when I was at the downtown cocktail room, and I enjoyed this not just one night, but I enjoyed this two nights because I I enjoy this drink. That is good. It, it's it's definitely with the. The Billy has a distinct flavor to it. Mm -hmm. So like if you're using your Wild Turkey 101, which is going to be a real kind of like spirit forward taste, you're really going to cut through that kind of the the uh, acidic of the juice in there. And it, it's it's a great taste. It's a classic cocktail taste. It is. You know, the a lot of um, Prohibition cocktails include something sweeter or something sour generally a fruit juice because, or a sugar-based gum style right because they, they couldn't really it. control the type of alcohol they do that anything was coming else. in yep. so they were kind of masking it a little bit but i really do think a whiskey shines through this yeah. and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and it's not a super sweet drink and it's it's just great um super easy to drink it's a classic prohibition cocktail. i enjoyed it in las vegas and i'm enjoying it at home absolutely and like we said you know this is just one of the many things i mean they had a lot of a list of the classic stuff but they have an ever-evolving menu of things that they're creating there and fantastic menu we had some really interesting they have some over-the-top kind of stuff that you know uh, you know maybe wouldn't suit everybody's taste you know as far as like maybe including like Burnt marshmallows and like leaning oh, towards that like kind of that thing. One. Oh, it was yeah. more of like the smell of that made it good, but I didn't really want to eat that the burnt marshmallow. That was called the Kalima. The <laughs> So yeah, so I mean, they they do a little bit of stuff like that, but they don't. Do, all their stuff is not wacky like that. Like, so you don't. You can go in there and you can get your booze forward cocktails. Let me tell you, they had some. The drink, real punch in the face. The cocktails. drink I really loved, and I don't have the ingredients, or we would have made it today. Oh. Was called the Papa Grappa. Oh yes, that was good. I had that and they too. used um, they used grappa bourbon, cochi rosa, um, basil and brown sugar. Oh, I love so that drink. They're doing a lot of drinks now. I and think I had one there too that had uh, it was you know kind of I mean kind of a spin on, a riff on a Manhattan, but it also had a little port wine in it. I've seen that oh, a couple yeah, other places too, called? and that was really good there too. The balance on that was like really superb. So I, you know. Like I said, these guys are doing a good job. They're not doing all kinds of crazy stuff where you're not going to want to, you know, experiment. But, you know, everyone's while trying something like that works out. You know, you can find something fun. But And that half hour, 
the half hour half price half, yeah half price happy half hour, hour half hour i swear i haven't had very much yeah. but half price <laughs> happy hour gives you, you can, the ability a chance to, to get your way through stuff. the calima and then yeah. on to some of the other things and we yeah. have nine friends that we went with and oh, eight of us are cocktail drinkers okay, and yeah. we had three rounds so we all tried it you know we're like what do you have and, and we tried sips of everybody's and we tried the whole menu, I think. No, there was still some stuff we did not have. Ah, yeah, maybe. But yeah. It, we got through almost the whole menu. Anything that was um, booze forward, we had. Fantastic. Anyway, highly recommended. I highly recommend going to I, downtown I cocktail can't, room. You know, even if you are there on prime time, you will not be disappointed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you don't make it for the best deal in Las Vegas, you will still have a good deal by going um, at any time. Because you're going to pay almost that anywhere else you go for, quote, a cocktail. But you're going to get your money's worth there. So that was our first destination. Number two. I believe it was our first, and I think we went there a couple more times during the weekend. We we did, because it's a great deal, and they have great drinks. And it's definitely easy walking distance, even at 107 degrees outside. You can get there easily if you're in the downtown area. Please, 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 if you guys go there, or if you're going to Las Vegas, go there. Yeah, you don't have to send us a picture, but just I want to feel that you have gotten there because <laughs> we've steered you there because you want something good to drink that you went there. I don't want it to be so popular that when I go, I can't get in. But never go but again. I don't. <laughs> but I don't want it to be so uh, so unused that people aren't going. So it's not there when I'm. Yeah, going so it's back. a careful balance. So. Well, we're at the right balance with our with our uh, listenership right now that we're not going to kill the place. No, not yet. Not yet. So. <laughs> So the other place that we went that we really wanted to take our friends is a place mm. that we've been to before. And this is, you might know this, the oldest freestanding bar in Las Vegas. That's Atomic co- Liquors, right? Atomic Liquors. That is a, such a fun place. So the first time we went there uh, was the same couple, you know, a couple years ago when we first went to uh, downtown cocktail room. And there was no AC in the place. The doors were open. It was, you know, 100 degrees outside. <laughs> But man, their cocktails are strong and delicious. And it's kind of like old timey 50s, but yet, or 40s even. Yeah, no, I think they started in 51. Right. But definitely has a biker vibe to it. But it's not off putting. So don't be off put by by me saying that. It's definitely all, you know, it's, it's all in the vibe. But cocktails, delicious well balanced they have some good people there doing stuff so we were we were there that place has an awesome history too and the history is awesome and they have a ac now so when you go in now it's not <laughs> devastatingly hot and the one good thing and was they is like have a, they have a food building too yeah so, so just off like to the restaurant. side they've just opened a restaurant and the last time like when we were there it was not busy. It's the it's a hidden gem. It is. You have to walk hidden down. Gem. You have to either walk or Uber down a little bit from this strip. Yeah. You're not going to be easy the, walk, but if you're, it's not in afraid. The, it's not in the sketch zone. Yeah. It's not in the super sketch zone. But no. just look it up on your, uh, look it up on your Google Maps and get down to uh, Atomic Liquors. Like I said, it's a it's a landmark. Shan, what do we know about Atomic? So Atomic Liquors, um, I believe it started around the, in the 1950s. And if I remember right from the other, I have a book that had it in it, but it didn't have all the history. Um, it started as, I think, a gas station. It looks like and the kind of building that was It a gas started station. as a gas station, and then they decided, the people who owned it decided that they, would, they were going to start a liquor store. And they actually had to get 
the first of its kind kind of um, standalone liquor license from the state of Nevada. And I really think they were one of the very first that did this. They were. So it was a... it was a family business. Um, uh, I think it was a husband and a wife who started this, and they had gone from um, gas station to liquor store, and then eventually they started to create cocktails and have a cocktail lounge. They were very popular in the fifties, and people from the Rat Pack, from you know, I mean, just almost anybody who was headlining, right, um, in Vegas, in Las Vegas, in the nineteen fifties to the nineteen sixties. Would go ahead and head over here after their shows. So the amount of the amazing history of this place and who had gone there and partaken in cocktails at this place is so much fun. It's so authentically Las Vegas. So um, and still obtainable. It's not you're not going to stand in line to get into this place. We have not yet stood. <laughs> no. Yeah. There. Oh God. Usually there's just like maybe a half a dozen people at the bar, and then you walk right in. So in their heyday, um, they had the likes of the Rat Pack, Barbara Streisand, Smothers Brothers, Clint Eastwood, just basically anybody who was in Las Vegas. Who was Vegasing at the yeah. time? Barbara Streisand noted in her book that she was a regular. I um, mean, she'd stop in there to shoot pool with her friend Stella. Yeah, no more pool tables, though, unfortunately. And it also used to be open 24 hours a day, so it Jesus. drew a lot of the casino workers who were looking to enjoy themselves after their shifts. Wow. So it was really, I mean, it's really a cornerstone of the Las Vegas um, yeah. history. And the sign is amazing. Oh, my God, the You're, best You guys sign. are going to want to take a picture in front of that damn sign, so. The other thing with this place is the reason it's called Atomic, co- atomic Liquors. The, uh... The, the kind of little more frightening heritage. Yeah, and <laughs> is it was really on the outskirts of Las Vegas, and it's about 75 miles away from where they would explode the nuclear bombs for testing. That's right. So people nuclear would go bombs. up, people would get their drinks and go sit up on the roof of Atomic Liquors to watch the nuclear explosions in the distance. So you could see the mushroom clouds while you're having a cocktail. So a fun fun thing in there is that they also have Geiger counters and all sorts of like atomic signs, like the real deal in the establishment. So, um, so fun place. So yeah, head out, head out there too. It's, it's, uh, it's a kick in the pants. They do, they kind of do seem like they did a lot of classic cocktails and then like kind of like pretty reasonable riffs on those. Not, Mm -hmm. not going to reach out and get the, you know, the flaying marshmallows on them. So but Pretty good. Stout. I mean, a, sol- a solidly Solid. good cocktail. And we, we happened to be there on Negroni Week, and they offered three Negronis that were just amazing. And they also are participants in Negroni Week, which gives money mm-hmm. to charity. So, uh, FYI. So, of course, we had to have a couple <laughs> of Negronis while we were there. We didn't want to, like, screw anybody over. That was our second time there. Yeah. And we went on the previous trip, loved it so much. And I'll go back again, we, for sure. Oh, uh, probably it's going to be a place where I go back to every time. And you're not standing in line. It's really like it's far enough away from any of the most popular areas that the madhouse. you can easily get in. You can have a chill time. It's got like popcorn ceilings with like glitter in it. And it's just. And I'm sure it's asbestos. So I mean. <laughs> it feels so authentic. It's so great. Anyway, they're very, very nice people who work there too. Yeah. So um, I have a book that I'm going to mention right now. It's called Cocktails Across America. And it's by Diane Lapis and Ann Peck Davis. And this book is really fun. It's a postcard view of cocktail cultures in the 1930s, 40s, and 50s. 
and they do have a small section on atomic cocktail. And we were so it. excited to see that when we got the book. We're like, they've got atomic <laughs> cocktail in here. So if you want to have a little bit of history and also a really good cocktail book, I would highly recommend it. But it goes into and a little pictures. bit about that. And the pictures are fun. They're, you know, like multicolor, super kitschy. It's it's good stuff. Yeah, it's the old postcards. They even have postcards. I think there's postcards like in the back. Nuclear so like, expo- I think explosions. in the back you can like rip some postcards out, send them to your friends. They feature um they feature a recipe in there called the Atomic Cocktail also mm-hmm. that is uh from that establishment. It was there. I think somebody had it when we were there. Yeah, it's vodka, brandy, sherry, and dry champagne. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to tell you the recipe because I want you to buy the book. That's Cocktails right. Across America. I love it. So that's actually how I found out about that bar. And then we went to Vegas and we were looking for no, it. No, I, I, I think we had been there before and we were like, I think that's the bar. I think I, it went backwards because I remember going, wait, that's da- that's that's the bar oh, we were maybe. just at. Maybe. And we're like, that's the oldest bar? So that's fun. I recommend. So those are two places I recommend. You could, and that could be enough for you. You could like... Spend your four-day weekend like, bouncing between, between those two places or every, like, hang out down there till you got hot, eat, go to happy hour down at the other place, and then done. It could be, but if you want something to do during the day. And if you want something unique. Yes. I really, you know, I knew about this place. I'd never gone. I highly recommend going to the Mob Museum. Mm-hmm. It's in the courthouse, the old courthouse of downtown Las Vegas. And again, away from the crowd. And there is a Prohibition-style speakeasy in the basement of Mm -hmm. the Mob Museum. And they make pretty good cocktails, too. The Mob Museum is a history museum. It is not... It's well done. It's engaging. Oh, it's an amazing museum. Um, But it's not like a... It's not like a Vegasy like. No, it's not. It's like more fact based. It's like trying to put the facts out there, and really amazing. A lot of information in a small space. I learned so much about prohibition um, that I didn't know, and I, you know, I watched the Ken Burns thing. Like I, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm interested in it. Sure. One thing I never put together is that um, organized crime really took off when prohibition started. It was almost their like. It was almost their fuse to like light them because there was like all this whole community that was like missing there even just basic beer and these guys that's where they made all the money yeah they really took over like making trafficking running alcohol absolutely and they made just so much money on these like systems that they created in order to do that so, you know, they were supplying alcohol to everybody and just making bank. And that's really that and that's money. that's what bankrolled all the casinos. That's what, you know, later on did all of their other, like, high-end, high-expense crime stuff. It was all from the money they made during Prohibition. I was so surprised. I, I, I never really put that together in my head, that Prohibition is really what opened the doors for this, like, organized crime. And it, when organized crime started getting, um, you like know, they, when, the F- like when they, the FBI was created and when they started buckling down on on organized crime is actually when prohibition started to kind of fade away. Right. So these guys were like, you know, they had had their little networks of doing, you know, their drugs and prostitution and, you know, being corrupt mm-hmm. people in the construction business and doing that kind of stuff. But once Prohibition came around, it was like shooting fish in a barrel for them. 
They had all the systems in place to deliver the clandestine goods in big trucks. It was all in place. And like everybody else, you know, the systems to make the alcohol, systems to make the beer were already in place too. All they had to do was go, you guys want to make like 10 times the money you used to make? And they'd all be like, yes, we do. Yeah. And then away they went. It's crazy. I highly highly recommend it. I really recommend going to the Mob Museum. But- and a super enjoyable experience yeah. was at the end ending up downstairs in the speakeasy. Absolutely. Because they're, they're featuring Prohibition era cocktails mm-hmm. and they're doing a fine job of it. They're doing I, a dang fine job. I was really impressed. I had we, a fun time down there. Yeah, we had some really good stuff. And they also have a distillery down there. You can do they distillery do. tours. And they have exhibits in the downstairs area, also in the speakeasy, um, specifically like how people were sneaking booze around and and how they were transporting and, you know, just everything that had to do with, um, you know, how people were getting alcohol into their speakeasies, which was really fun. My favorite part is there was women's bloomers that mm-hmm. were... Oh, those are great. Oh, yeah. I love the women's bloomers that were multiple layers of fabric and they had pockets down the whole front of them. So there were six pockets, three on each leg. I mean, not even for a fifth, like for like a like a no, pint. Like, yeah, more than that. <laughs> it was for I, a huge it was like, amount. <laughs> like 600 milliliters yeah, or something. like 750s at least. And yeah. there was, was a, huge. yeah, and each, um, oh, what do they call them? Little uh, pleat. Each, each pleat, pleat held a... Um, it was almost like a flask of a 750. Flask. Yeah, it was like, huge. Uh, like metal flask, but three of them lined down the woman's yeah. leg. So you can carry That'd six. That'd be so heavy. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't have to have suspenders She probably to hold did that have to yeah. have suspenders. Super fun. I mean, so they had all these things that maybe people had kept from their family or, you know, suitcases that were just like full of booze or different ways that they tried to um, sneak in something so it looked legit, you know. Really fun. But they're cocktails were high quality and i was very impressed by the quality of their cocktails I have to and, they, say. and they added a lot of like fun like if you talk to the bartender they could tell you a lot of history about it too so it was a really good time would you like to make a prohibition era cocktail i certainly would i think it's time to and do then that i'm going to talk about my last place and we'll be done for oh, today oh very good yeah so we're gonna get one more cocktail and then we the, are the final place in las vegas all right what do we got what do we need to do uh we are going to make a classic cocktail called the fitzgerald oh very nice again this was i believe this was featured on both of those menus okay um uh, from the downtown cocktail room and from the speakeasy mm. So what we're going to be needing is I did a mixing glass with some ice in it. Okay, here we go. And um, you're going to need a rocks glass for this one. Okay, I've got some chilling out right now. And let's grab our measuring device. All right, it is. I'm ready. Okay, we're going to use gin for this. We're going to use uh, two ounces of gin. Okay, it's in there. We're going to do three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice. So the lemon juice I had from right. the scofflaw. What brand gin was that right there? Um, I used a small distillery, but you could use okay. any London gin. Okay, you know, so like, like London Gray or, or Sapphire. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Um, so three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice. Okay, it's in there. Three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup. All right. And okay. uh, two to three dashes of Angostura. It's going to add a little All spice right, to it and add Angostura. some color to it, too. Oh, that's in there now. So basically, you're going from like basically a gin sour. The mm-hmm. Angostura is adding some um, some spiciness to it, sure, and the simple syrup sweetening it. Tiny okay, bit. 
So let's go ahead and stir that up. I'm going to throw some ice cubes into Rock's glass. Just give it a little stir action and, um, here. While you do that, I'm also going to cut a little lemon wedge uh, right. to put in here. That's it. Can you go ahead and All let's right, straight strain through that. the fine strainer? I will. I'll use I that conical yeah. fine strainer here. Here we go. The fine mesh here. We're going to put it in this glass. Oh, that looks... Ooh, that looks yes, it has good. a nice little color. It's kind of like yes. an apricot color. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not like a straw, but it's more like apricot. It looks great. And it's like a fun, you know, I like gin with Angostura. That's pretty yeah, fun. Here we go. Let's All give right. this a shot here. Yeah, Fitzgerald. Cheers. Fitzgerald. Classic cocktail. What do you think of that? Oh, very nice. What a good balance on that one. That's good for a hot Las Vegas day. That is. That is, And it's a good balance. It's kind of got that... So the gin's going to be kind of like hiding behind all the rest of the stuff you really have in there, but it's going to have that kind of dryness at the end, kind of cutting that sweet. It's mm -hmm. really good. Yeah, the gin and the Angostura are a really nice combo because they both have that. It's kind of spice and herbaceousness. A little botanical, at the same time. Yeah, maybe. It's maybe, nice. Maybe botanical, yeah. So enjoy that, Fitzgerald. Yeah, so as we're having this Fitzgerald, let's talk about. Uh, and maybe you could enjoy it when you go to Las Vegas to the Mob Museum. Uh huh, maybe. So my last place was a destination that took a long time for me to organize. Yes. It is called The Laundry Room, and okay. it's a speakeasy, mm -hmm. and it's in a restaurant bar called The Commonwealth. Now, true to the form of the speakeasy, it's not you just walk in. This uh -uh. takes a little bit of work. I don't. We're not going to give everything away. We're going to let you find your own way there. <laughs> we, we, now we let you know where it is. Oh. But we're, not gonna, but we're not going to let you know how to get in there. So the laundry room um, has, I had the rules and I just lost them. Right. So I think um, there's, it's very small. It's like 12 tables, maybe. No, no. no gosh. Seats, 12 it seats, seats. It seats 20 people. Okay, 20 seats. But I know there's like a wall that has some small seats next to like a tiny thin bar. Then maybe like two tables that maybe do like two or three a piece. And then, of course, kind of a small L-shaped bar. And it's 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 and definitely how we, intimate. How definitely we got there. intimate. How do you get there is is the whole trick. And then the whole thing about the way this place is set up is just like the kind of like we alluded to. They want to try to make this just the opposite of the maelstrom you have going on outside. Absolutely. And I give them props for that. You oh, know, absolutely, I do too. Obviously, number one, there's a dress code. I mean, you 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 you, you it's no shorts and. Et cetera, et cetera. Oh, the dress, yeah, there's dress code. They don't want you to look like you're just wearing your tank top and yep. your so stuff. so none of that. So there is a dress code, and they let you know that before you ever come. Sure. Um, Once you, you figure to, out how to request. And I'm going to give some hints because they could look it up online. Okay. So you can, you have to go online, and you have to find the number to text yep. for the laundry room. Through that number to text is how you have to make your reservation. So that's your first contact. Point. Now, unless you want to buy out the whole place, don't take more than four people. Um, it's really intimate. We went with four, and it was a little hard because where we were sitting, we couldn't hear two people. <laughs> so because right. we're like on a long bar, right? Um, I really think it's probably a better place for two it's, people it's, at a time. It's the best place for two. And um, so you. Text, you make your reservation, you tell them the time, they work it all out with you through text. And then when you have your appointment, you dress up because, you know, it's fun that way. Absolutely. Um, you dress we did. up and then you have to go outside to a, a special little table and you have to tell a person you have a reservation 
and then they're going to text you when they're ready to seat you. Right. The lady we said, said the lady we walked up to and said, hey, we have reservations for blah, at, at, you know, blah, blah. She goes, they'll text you when they're ready. Yes. But they so, let us actually come in. So that was nice to be in the restaurant before it even opened. And then, um, right, then you have to go into the like restaurant bar and kind of wait. Mm-hmm. Um, the, when we went, the restaurant wasn't open. Yeah, it wasn't even open yet. But they let us in because it's cooler. Uh, mm-hmm. And the restaurant, the Commonwealth, is decorated super cool, by now, the way. Now, the Commonwealth, too. Now, that's a place we need to go because the bar looked amazing. Beautiful. I bet it's probably an amazing bar itself. Decorated awesome. Yeah. But we stood there and waited for a little bit. And then out of this wall of photos. This, this panel <laughs> slides back. This, very magically. Wall of photos. You can barely, if you know to look for it, you can barely see the outline of the door. The door opens from this wall, and um, we had an assistant. This young lady steps out. Yes. She uh, sent us into this additional hallway. This almost ante room, really. Brought us into this strange ante room. Closed the door and told us the rules, because there's rules for being in the speakeasy. Yes. Now, this is sounding really complicated, but trust me, if you're into this kind of thing, it's super if, fun. If you want this experience, you want this. And if you've been standing out on the uh, out there in downtown Las Vegas with people banging on plastic drums and playing on terrible amplifiers over oh, terrible oh, electric guitars. We saw scre- lots of stuff. Screaming at you to come get their picture taken with them and kids screaming and drunk screaming. This is a haven. This is an oasis. So she goes in. So we go in there. There's four of us, and she tells us the rules. And oh, I just found it again. Hang on. I'll g- I can give you some of them. Yeah. So the rules are things like this: no standing at the bar. Makes sense because there's no room there's to no stand room. there. Yes. Um. Don't make or talk on cell phone. Obviously. Um. Because. You're in a room with 20 strangers. Somebody's it's so gonna, small. Somebody's going to be like shoulder, almost shoulder to shoulder with you. Imagine having a small living room and a lot of people and a bar in there. Yeah. So yeah. Um, if you're talking, speak easy. Like, right. Be kind no of, shouting. No, no shouting. going woohoo and throwing a high five down because that's not what this place is about. Um, they have funny things in there, too. They're like, regarding guests, do not bring anyone in here that you would not allow in your home to babysit your only child or your newborn puppy. <laughs> exactly. Like 99% of the people that are out on Fremont Street, basically. No brawling. Um, Obvious reasons. It's so small that everyone would be in the brawl. Uh, jesters who amuse patrons are minimally tolerated, but jesters who lack... Um, Social values will be escorted out. (laughs) So it's basically like have some sense. Yeah, don't be creepy. (laughs) Yeah, don't come there to like think it's a pickup bar because that's not what it is. Um, No name dropping. No, uh, don't be be a douchebag. Yeah, definitely don't take pictures. Um, But please be patient. And the reason for that is because they're hand making their cocktails. Everything. And they have an amazing cocktail list. When we were there, their menu was 48 original cocktail recipes. Yes. Now, it's 48 originals. That's not saying they're doing, they're not counting a Manhattan as one of those. They're not counting an Old Fashioned as one of those. They're not counting a Negroni. These are like 48 things that will blow your mind. And no beer, no cider, no no beer, no, no cider, any, no nothing wine. Nothing in a it's bottle. Only just, cocktails. It's just cocktails. It's our everyone out there. It's our kind of place. If you're listening to this <laughs> podcast 
It's your kind of place. You need to be there. It was so fun. It felt really special. Um, is absolutely, it did. And uh, the atmosphere was really cool. I love the bathroom there. I mean, everything. The uh, just whole attention atmosphere. to detail. I think in there was great. I mean, at first you wanted to try to not be loud and like piss people off, but like, but that was completely fine because that's what it's kind of supposed to be. It's kind of supposed to be to put everyone on the other side of the edge, yes. which is not being on edge because all your nerves are, nerves are being frazzled because someone's banging on plastic drums, shredding on a terrible guitar, screaming at you for a picture. Go the other direction because these people are tired of that, but come in there and then it's all about... It's quiet and it's craft and it's art, artisanal and... It's a, and and it's, about the, it's about the embroidered napkin that your drink is served on oh, in the appropriate that glassware so that maybe is completely a strange piece of glassware you've never seen before. And I don't mean just kind of a weird piece, but like I had a a, a pewter a pewter uh yeah. coupe that I yeah, had. Yeah, you did. Um they're obviously looking um at doing what we enjoy is like going to antique stores and and all their glassware is unique and uh, it's very craft and it's really really wonderful. So that is our 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 journey, our voyage through Las Vegas. Absolutely. Um, not not the strip, but just like Las Vegas, like the places you may never even think about going, and I highly recommend. Down in downtown. Highly recommend. We had a great time with our friends. Um, I hope that we can do it again. I want to do it tomorrow. Yeah, um, absolutely. We had a really super fun time. But when I do go back, these are four of the places. And then one, one more time, that's a downtown cocktail room. Number one, happy hour. Uh, Atomic Liquors. Fantastic drinks. Fun place. The Mob Museum, if you want something to do during the day. Something fun to do where you're not wasting money in the slot machines. And there's drinks afterwards down at the... (laughs) Go have a cocktail at the Speakeasy. Absolutely. And then for a special nighttime thing, the Laundry Room at the Commonwealth, which is the Speakeasy. And this is something very special. So, guys, that's going to be like your really capper. That's not going to be something you do every evening. That's going to be... The capper for your time in Las Vegas. Shan, if people want to see pictures of these drinks that we made tonight, where are they going to be able to see these things and get you the can, recipe? Of course, you can find them on Instagram at Amateur Bartending 4, number 4, Immature. And we'll be featuring pictures of the Scofflaw and the Fitzgerald and the recipes that go with it. And I might just throw a couple extra fun pictures that we had from Vegas onto some of these posts. Maybe you're going to be lucky and see some pictures (laughs) of something crazy happening in Las Vegas. Uh, It'll probably just be the cool pictures of signs. Or our drinks or something (laughs) like that. Anyway, thank you guys for listening tonight. And I hope that uh, if you plan a trip or you know somebody who's planning a trip, hopefully it gives you a little insight into the things that we like to do when we're out on vacation. Absolutely. We'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to hear if you went to any one of these places and if you can shoot us a picture, that'd be great too. And then, you know, this is something we'll probably do too. Like when we go out and go do stuff, we'll probably come back and tell you about that too. Yeah, so. this has been like one of the ideas that we've had for uh, the podcast. You know, not only like telling you how to make some stuff and then having like, you know, some information about the drinks themselves, but also doing a little in kind of informal bits like this where we talk about where we've been, what we've had, and, uh, what we've enjoyed and hopefully this inspires you guys to do the same exact things. So not everything you do in Vegas stays in Vegas. Absolutely. Cheers, Cheers, (laughs) Shannon.